May 5th, John chapter 4, verses 4 through 42. He, Jesus, had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time, because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who I am, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this is a very deep well. Where would you get this living water? And besides, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his cattle enjoyed? Jesus replied, People soon become thirsty again after drinking this water. But the water I give them takes away thirst altogether. It becomes a perpetual spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me some of that water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to haul water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, You're right, you don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. Sir, the woman said, You must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here, at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father here or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know so little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, and is already here, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for anyone who will worship him that way, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah will come, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples arrived. They were astonished to find him talking to a woman, but none of them asked him why he was doing it or what they had been discussing. The woman left her water jar beside the well and went back to the village and told everyone, Come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. Can this be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus to eat. No, he said, I have food you don't know about. Who brought it to him? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God, who sent me, and from finishing His work. Do you think the work of harvesting will not begin 
until summer ends four months from now? Look around you. Vast fields are ripening all around us and are ready now for the harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike! You know the saying, one person plants and someone else harvests. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and you will gather the harvest. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay at their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many of them to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe because we have heard him ourselves, not just because of what you told us. He is indeed the Savior of the world. Verse 11, He turned aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He has filled me with bitterness. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, He shuts out my prayer. You ever feel like that? God's not listening to me. I don't know why. My soul is bereft of peace, and I have forgotten what happiness is. My endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. God chose to include this in the Bible. God put this in there for you who suffer because God knows how you feel. And God needs you to know that He knows how you feel. Because sometimes what you need is not theological reasoning. Sometimes what you need is a God who walks through this with you. This I call to mind. Therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. How do you know the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases? In fact, you're going through something and you may be thinking right now that it's because God is mad at you about something. God is punishing you for some past sin. How can you know with that assurance that God's mercies overflow for you every morning? Here's how you know. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel is not that you're closer to God and farther from God based on how you've lived. The gospel is that you're close to God based on how Jesus lived and what he did for you. So how I live does not determine my closeness to God. What Jesus did determines my closeness to God. He faced condemnation. So now nothing can separate me from his love. No condemnation remains for me. He will never leave or forsake me. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Even when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. I got his position of favor because he got my penalty of condemnation. We traded places, the great exchange. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good for one to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord.